and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. And you know our next guest, it's it's Melissa. She's back. Hi, Melissa. Hey. And before we started recording, like literally 20 seconds ago, we were just talking about how, um, one, this is my podcast and I can do what I want. And two, uh, Halloween technically starts as soon as Spirit Halloween opens, which is what, the last week of August usually? Yeah, something. I have yet to find a Spirit Halloween and there's a lot of empty stores around me. So I'm really, I'm, I'm confused. Like... I can hit like two with a rock where I am. <laughs> it's, very, it's very convenient. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's Halloween season to me. Like I've already got like spooky stuff in my room. Um, and I'm like, I'm ready for Halloween. So I've decided that all of my Halloween shows and stuff are going to start like right now because damn it all, I'll do what I want. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the reason that I'm going to do what I want is because this morning I got an email from Melissa who was on our show a couple of months ago now. Um, and <laughs> the email... <laughs> I'm going to read the email because it was it was quite the thing to wake up to this morning and I'm so happy about it. It's like, I, hi, Katie. I was talking with my roommate about con stories and I told him one I think would be great for convention confessional. How about a story about a high school convention that went into lockdown because someone got stabbed? <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good attention getting email if, if I if I do say so myself, pat I mean, myself on back. <laughs> Like, who the hell am I to pass up an opportunity? It's like that that meme from Rick and Morty where I'm like, you sick son of a bitch, I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's do this. <laughs> so okay, so wait, was it your high school? No, okay, so there was um so for anybody who hasn't uh listened to the episode that I did before. Hi, I'm Melissa. I draw things and also um I'm originally from California, but now I live in Massachusetts. Massachusetts! So, yeah! yeah. Mass- <laughs> Spoopy Nation! Heck yeah! Heck yeah! <laughs> Gotta get my Salem trip in before October, because um, I made mm. the mistake of going to Salem in October. It was like a Tuesday morning, October. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was mm-hmm. it was insane. I was like, never doing that again. I didn't, I didn't even get to... Uh, I didn't even get out of the car. I drove around um, near Essex Street and was just like the amount of traffic and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh hell no!" So we just went to we just went to Proctor's uh, Ledge to look at the the Salem Witch Trials Memorial, and it's like nobody goes to that because uh, they think like, "Oh, this the Salem Witch Trial Museum in Essex Street." But it's like the actual memorial is behind a Walgreens. Yep. So that's that's what we went to visit because nobody was there. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I I uh, did most of my convention stuff in California for the longest time. I've been doing this for over a decade, and I got my start in California. So I did a lot of shows. I did uh, some uh, big shows like Fanime and WonderCon and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I would also do like the super dinky shows. And there was this dinky show that I loved going to. And unfortunately, I don't think that they... Um, they're still around anymore because of uh, the, got stabbed the, at it. The, actually, it went it went on for a couple of years after after the stabbing thing. Wasn't and, enough. Yeah. So, uh, but because of the panini that uh, that struck, um, and it was a it's a show that's put on by a high school. Um, 
the school wasn't open for like a long time so they didn't have the chance to put the show on so mm -hmm. the convention was this uh it was called um asai con and it was put on by the uh the anime club at Antioch High School in Antioch, California. Sure. And I, I'd been doing that show for years because these high schoolers put on a real good show. Like, hmm. li little high school anime club put on a show that I would prefer going to over Sack Anime. It was... Wow. In yeah, it was, it was insane. Well, I feel so, like you would go over anything at Sack besides Sack <laughs> Anime at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, hilariously, all, uh, uh, Sack Anime was just this past weekend, so all my friends are posting pictures up, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they've changed. Probably not, but they, my friends look like they had fun, so good for them. Good for so, them. Um, yeah, so I think this was, um, oh god, this was a, I think this was 2015, so this was, I'm pretty sure, AsaiCon 2015. Um, I had a table at this show, but I was also doing panels with, uh, a friend that was also exhibiting there. So we, uh, we do panels on like how to make comics and like finish a project and stuff like that. And sure. so, uh, we, we were doing two panels and they just happened to be back to back. So our panels were in a classroom off the site, cause this is actually held at the Antioch high school. So the, um, the artist alley slash dealer's room was in the library and the hallway connected to the library. And then um, the panels were in different classrooms and like the, uh, the video game area was in the auditorium where they host like assemblies and stuff like that. So people got to play su uh, Super Smash Bros on like a huge like movie theater sized uh, screen with a projector. And uh, so my friend and I had just finished our first panel and we were starting to set up for the second panel. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're, we're just doing our thing and chilling and somebody uh, bursts into the door and they're like, lock down the room. Somebody got stabbed. And yep. we're like, what? What? <laughs> so, what? what? <laughs> so, oh, no. yeah, it's like, the, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a great thing to hear, like, uh, in between panels. You know, usually it's like, hey, you've got, like, ten minutes until you start. But no, this one was, hey, lock the room down because somebody got stabbed. And we're like, oh, okay. So, uh, slight tangent. My, uh, my dad uh, raised me and my siblings to be, uh, uh, let's see, he, he is a gun-toting redneck American. So, uh, I, <laughs> I understand so, my grandfather is also. Yeah. So me, me and my, uh, my siblings were raised with a healthy sense of if something goes wrong, you get into prepared mode. So, uh, I, I instantly go like, okay, so first thing we got to do is we got to make sure the door is locked and we got to close the blinds because we don't want anybody able to be able to look in. What can we use in here as a weapon? Uh, it's Antioch, so I do not come here without a knife. So uh, I have my my pocket knife in my uh, uh, my pocket just because you know you never know when you need to open something or you know stab somebody stab, else. Yeah, stab somebody else. So uh, <laughs> it reminds me of Phoebe in that episode of Friends, where she's like, she goes, "Oh, I'll tell you about the guy. You know, like tell you the story about the time I stabbed a guy." And they're like, "Wait, you stabbed a guy? He stabbed me first. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I don't want to get stabbed. So yeah. I'm going I'm going to take as many precautions as I can to make sure I don't get stabbed. Sure. So uh, first thing I do is I go over by the front door that somebody just came in and then ran out. And so um, I'm looking around to see uh, like what's going on. And like uh, everybody is running to the main uh the main area of the convention which is in the library and uh so i i'm like motioning uh people to come into the room who are close by i'm like yeah you can hide out in here you can hide out in here and then uh while everybody else is running away or running into our room there is uh there's this person on uh crutches with their leg in a brace and who i assume is either their elderly dad or their grandpa and these two were uh they were standing at the at a, a lumpia and hot dog salesperson and the it, i don't know what was said but from what i could see and using my uh my brain to just put in some fun dialogue what it looked like was the dad had uh bought corn dogs or lumpia or something mm -hmm. and had already paid the guy when the announcement that somebody got stabbed happened and so the lumpia guy's like trying to pack up to go in the other room or to just to get out of the area and the dad's like wait 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 wait! i paid you for the lumpia and the corn dogs i want my lumpia and corn dogs <laughs> while his while his kid in the crutches is just kind of like we gotta go someplace and, and by this point the entire uh uh area had been cleared out except for these guys so i like i motioned them to come to our room because they were close enough so uh they they come into our room and we close and lock everything up and uh we didn't actually i don't think we got to lock the door because the uh like the high school doors you need like a special key to lock them or anything so right. uh we just kept like uh there were two doors and two windows, so, like, I took a door and my uh, friend, who was just as paranoid and look looking for uh, somebody to give her an excuse to just let all that, those years of uh, aggression just come out in one go, uh, she took the other door. And so uh, we just kind of told everybody, like, okay, so, yeah, we just got to... Most of you are uh, school age people, so you you remember those lockdown drills. Uh, just keep keep quiet, stay away from the windows, and um, if anybody is dumb enough to come into this room, they're gonna have a very bad time. And so the uh, the person who had the crutches uh, and their uh, who I'm just gonna keep referring as their dad, um, they hand a crutch to their their dad, and they're both just they're ready to go and. Um, I've they got, got their food. They got their food. So he did <laughs> he did get his lumpia before he came into the room. Priorities. So, yes, oh, priorities. priorities. <laughs> and so uh and so we're all just kind of sitting in the room and just like, so uh yeah, how how's everybody doing? Cool, <laughs> how's the con? cool. Yeah, how's the con? And uh we were in the room for about 15, 20 minutes before um uh, somebody came and knocked on the door. Um, also, I gotta say, very smart that they knocked on the door and didn't just try to barge in. Sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> there was about um, there was about eight of us in this room, and all eight of us were ready to throw down. Yeah. So, 
Can you imagine? Hi guys, I'm just going to oh Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Hear the music from Office Space when they're crushing the uh the printer, the fax yes. machine. <laughs> exactly. And so uh I think it was one of the teachers, because this was a this was a an event that was completely put on by the high school's anime club, and they would have volunteer teachers. So this this was a staff and student put together thing, and mm-hmm. so uh, a teacher came to the room and told and said uh, they knocked on the door and uh, said that they were a staff and that um, they're coming in to clear out the the classrooms where people were to bring them to the uh, the main area in the library, and so uh, we're like okay guys let's do formation so. Uh, my friend Erica, who was with me, she took the front and I took the back and we're just like, we're, we're moving quickly and also like keeping our head on a swivel just, just in case something, cause we have no idea what's going on right now. Cause all we, oh, yeah. all we heard was somebody got stabbed and we're going into lockdown. Right. And we're like, we're like, okay. So I've, I don't know how many people got stabbed or how many people are doing the stabbing. So we're right. just, pl- we're playing it extra cautious. And so we get into um, the library and I go to where my table is and my boyfriend at the time was watching the table for me and was just like, do you have any idea what's going on? I'm like, no, I have no idea what's going on. All I heard was somebody got stabbed and then we were left, we were uh, locked in a room for a while and they just came and got us. And so um, then of course he's like, and you have a knife out. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, he's used to that. And he was, um, uh, he was like, I'm surprised you didn't have the taser. And I had the taser in the back pocket, so. That was the backup. Yeah, that's the backup. Duh. It, de- it depends what energy they bring at me. Yeah, right? It's like, it- maybe I stab him and then I tase them. You don't know. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Antioch is not, is not one of the, it's not really, uh, one of the best places in California to go to, um. It's gotten a, a from what I've heard, it's gotten a little bit better, but um, at the for the longest time, like eighties to like two thousands, uh, Antioch is known to have like uh, a lot of crime and and stabbings and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just every regular day thing. Yeah, so it's like it's the and every other time that I've done the show, there's never been any issues because yeah it's it's out of high school so this is the first time that there's ever been anything and i was like oh man my dad is not gonna be happy about this he's never gonna let me go to antioch again <laughs> and so, <laughs> every, or anywhere just forget like anywhere <laughs> yeah so um we're all hanging out in the hallway and the library area and it's staff, students, attendees, and artists and vendors, and we're all just kind of crammed in this area together. And um, the there was one table they had; they were selling like oh, uh, they were selling like used anime and stuff like that. So they were uh, like chips, <laughs> yeah, knives, <laughs> ammunition. <laughs> this would have been a great convention for there to have been a weapons dealer, <laughs> or. <laughs> Or, or not, but... <laughs> probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. So, <laughs> so the the used anime dealer, uh, they had, like, an old TV where, like, uh, it was the one where it had, like, a DVD player uh, connected to it. So, um, the, uh, the guy just took one of his, like, DVDs and uh, 
was put in a TV so that there would be anime for people to watch and, like, uh, people were just hanging out at all the different tables and stuff. And then um, some uh, staff and student... It was a teacher and then, like, two or three other students come running into the hallway and they have one of those, um, not bullhorns, like, one of those loudspeaker thingies with the, like, a you you yell into the thing. Yeah, like a blowhorn. Yeah, like a blowhorn. And so, uh, they're, they're talking and they're like, uh, attention everybody, so we are now officially out of the lockdown and here's what happened. So, at the, uh, so there was the high school and the middle school and it's separated by a main road. So what had happened was the event is going on at the high school and then over at the middle school, this is also on the weekend, so there was no school. Um, at the middle school, there were a group of people uh, just hanging out in the, uh, like on the football field or something. Mm-hmm. And there was an altercation where a 16-year-old girl got stabbed. And so uh, the guy that stabbed her was running across the street from the middle school and was trying to cross that main road to get to the high school. So we went into lockdown because um, they got word that the perpetrator was heading towards the high school. So so what happened was as as the stabber, uh, what do we call it? Uh, we were calling him like Stabby McStabberson. Yep. <laughs> so, so Stabby McStabberson is trying to cross the main street, and as he's crossing the main road, a car hits him and drives off. So, so the cops, the cops got him. the The girl who got stabbed, she got airlifted to the hospital. Um, I ended up seeing an article. She she was fine. It wasn't a it wasn't a serious stabbing. Well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So she so she lived, and the other guy got arrested. And so the teacher was explaining all of this to us. And then um, one of the students is like like quickly like smacking their arm like let me like give me the blowhorn give me the blowhorn. And this kid this kid gets the blowhorn and says it was karma. And then. The entire, uh, <laughs> just everybody starts laughing, and somebody had a button maker because, like, five seconds later, um, somebody was walking around passing out lockdown con 2015 buttons. What that is the fastest turnover I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? So, like, somebody, somebody had brought a button machine and had somehow managed to make, like, 20 or 30 buttons and uh was passing them out to the vendors but was selling them for a dollar to anybody who wanted to wanted to buy a commemorative button from lockdown con 2015 in antioch (laughs) oh my god that's so wait okay wait 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 wait. so like this all sounds like it happened within like five minutes which means you guys probably didn't have to get locked down if the dude got hit by a car I we we found everything out like afterwards, and then I actually found a news article about it uh, later on that said that the girl was fine and everything, and that uh, the guy that did the stabbing got uh, got arrested, and that they were looking for a four door like Honda Civic or something because basically the vehicle hit him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to give this man the key to the city. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, wait. So just, okay, wait. Let's break it down. So like, yes, yes. A girl gets stabbed at the at the middle school. Yes. And the guy runs towards the high school, but doesn't even make it to the high school because he got hit by a car. Yes. But he gets hit by a car, and the person that hit him doesn't stop. Nope. So like, who gets charged? <laughs> yeah, because it's like okay, there was a stabbing. And then they tried to get away, but then there was a hit and run, and they got away. Like, what is the... <laughs> Who wins here? <laughs> Do they just cancel each other out? Is that like a jail-free <laughs> jail card, or what? Well, the cops just kind of wash their hands of it and go, well, no one died, so... <laughs> this was just the, this was just Antioch at work. <laughs> just a typical day here. <laughs> wow. My yeah, god. And- and they had, uh, Asaikon had many, many other conventions that did not result in stabbings. And um, their last show was 2019, because they were supposed to have a show in 2020, but um, uh, the pandemic hit. So they they shut down, and uh, I haven't heard anything about them doing any other shows, but yeah, if you're ever in a, if you're ever in the Antioch area, Asaikon, it's a really good show. Um, just 2015 was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a wow. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's so many layers to that story of just like we know nothing, and then there's the guy that just he really wants his lumpia. <laughs> I just find it like I said, like yes, good to be cautious and everything, but it yeah. sounds to me like the car took care of all of your safety, and it didn't need to be a lockdown <laughs> situation. <laughs> I I guess, but you know, yeah, it was like eh, in, in retrospect and everything, but it's like eh, better safe than sorry. But oh, one hundred percent, yeah, totally, better safe than sorry, always. Yeah, like, are are we are we mad about this guy lying in the road with two broken legs? <laughs> like, I think it's all taken care of, guys. <laughs> Although now that you talk about like turnover for merchandise, uh, so the convention that I worked at in New Hampshire uh, for uh-huh. a million years. Uh, the last year that I worked at it, um, we had moved from a bigger hotel to a smaller hotel. Uh, nothing to do with anybody getting stabbed. This is cl- <laughs> this is completely merchandise related. Um, but we didn't have enough room in the hotel to have a main event and a hall to have the like dealer's room in. Like I don't even think they ended up having an artist alley technically that year. They just kind of put the artist alley and the dealer's people together um, mm-hmm. outside in a tent. Oh, in the no. Lot. In November. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. In November. Now, like, originally, um, originally, the, uh, it didn't have any lights, and it didn't have any heat, and it snowed, um, that weekend. Oh, boy. (laughs) So they had to keep icing the walkway to go out to the tent. Um, but the first day that I was there, because I guess I had been, like, notified ahead of time, like, hey, you guys, just so you know, you're going to be outside in a tent in November to sell your wares. So people were kind of aware of it. But when we went into the tent, there was a stand that had, like, buttons and stickers and everything else that they had made. Like, that's what they were selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of their pins was tent con. I actually have a tent con story. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Wait, did you work at tent con? No, this is TentCon in a, this was Fanime, I think this was Fanime 2014, 2016, it was 2014 or 2016, no, it was 2014, I believe, because I had only been doing conventions for, like, a couple of years, so, um, Fanime in San Jose, California is, it's a really big show, it is, um, 
I want to say Fanime is to California as Anime Boston is to uh, New England. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, Anime Boston is held at the San Jose Convention Center. And during, uh, I believe it was the span of 2012 to 2014, the convention center was um, getting remodeled. So, they were still having Fanime, but... um, Excuse me. It was um, they had to do a lot of reworking, and one of the reworkings that they did was they put the artist alley in a giant tent behind mm. the convention center, mm-hmm. and this tent was only used like I don't believe this tent was uh oh no it, it was only used for like uh swap meets for previous uh animes i believe and this was actually my first time exhibiting at fanime because i had gone there the year before because some friends had hyped it up they're like yeah fanime it's one of the best shows ever you should totally go to it and so um in 2012 they got me a ticket and paid for my hotel so that i could go to fanime for like a day with them and uh it was a lot of fun. I had fun as attendee. I got to meet a bunch of people and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I think I need to exhibit at this show if uh, if it came around again. And sure. so uh, it came around and they're like, hey, so yeah, Artist Alley is actually going to be in a tent. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's a little a little weird, but um, I'll I'll still exhibit because it's, it's still fanime. Like, people still go to it and everything. So the tent was uh it was really big but um it was uh there was a lot wrong with it like Mm -hmm. the uh namely the air system is what i remember most because a lot of artists were talking about how um they would come into the artist alley and there would be a thick coating of like black soot all over their merchandise and their table and uh plushy artists were not happy about that <laughs> cuz uh yeah that that's kind of hard to clean on on a uh, plushies and things like that yeah and uh people were saying how uh cuz this was when uh like there's an there was an artist alley facebook group for uh fanime where all the artists like keep in contact and talk about everything that's going on at the show so there were people posting about how um they were having like really bad allergic reactions because of the dust and everything that was in there. And one person I I remember was talking about how they had asthma when they were a child, but for the most part, it didn't bother them into adulthood. But um, because of the soot and dust and everything that was in the tent, they had to get an inhaler to survive the weekend. Was oh like, my God. Yeah. Oh, and to make it even better, um, the convention did not put the artist alley uh map or a map of the tent or anything in the program book so like most of the like the majority of the convention did not know that there was an artist alley because there was also not a lot of signage even like nobody went out to the tent yeah and nobody thought to go to the big tent behind the convention center so um oh and my uh my boyfriend at the time was uh was walking around the convention because I was like, hey, you don't have to be behind the table. Like, I, I can sit here. You can go, like, check out the convention. Go find video games. And so he's walking uh, through the convention. And he he asked, like, a couple of different staff members about, like, hey, so what's up with the artist alley? And 
like half the staff didn't even know that there was an artist alley. Oh my god. So that's the only thing. It's like the only thing about ours was yeah, like you could see the big tent in the parking lot and when there when you walked into this hotel, so it was like mm-hmm. uh, I want to say it was a Hilton, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a one of those big Hiltons. It literally had like three function rooms in it and then like upstairs was all the hotel rooms and it had plenty of hotel rooms. But I mean, it wasn't really like a function based kind of hotel. Like you had enough room to do like a little small convention, like you know, like a little small yeah. like get together and then like a big to get together. But it's like the only thing that saved the people out in the tent was the fact that it's like, well, where else could their dealer's room be? It has to be in this big tent that's like right in the parking lot, you know? Yeah. And that's the only thing that like helped them out. And then I just felt bad too. Because again, like I said, it snowed like not a lot we're not talking like a foot of snow or anything but it kept dusting snow all over the place and that would melt and what would happen when it would melt it would end up in the tent yep <laughs> it's like oh my god you poor people yeah and uh i was talking with my roommate because he was he was talking about how um like fan Fanime brought got brought up and he was like yeah that was that was the one uh fanime i didn't do and i was like oh that was the first and last fanime that i did mm-hmm. and uh he was saying that he he had a friend who was exhibiting there whose table was right under um like either it was either an air conditioning vent or something it was under something that leaks water and she came back to her table to find her table just soaked from whatever condensation was uh coming through that vent and uh so i i was not the only one who did not have a great time uh mine was mostly because there was um not a lot of people knew that there was an artist alley so it was just really slow uh and of course having to dust stuff off of my my prints and things but um yeah there were there were a lot of not very happy artists in there and on the uh the facebook groups they were just like "Mm, yeah no like if if you guys are gonna do this again artist alley does not go in a tent yeah no see now pork con up there, they have the tent in their parking lot, and that's where they have their big events. And that makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Like, it's, I mean, I feel bad for them because they have their big events out there, and they usually have their convention in July. But at least it's Maine, and it's not, like, horribly disgustingly hot because it's in Portland. So you're getting some of that, like, ocean breeze a little bit coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it wouldn't be horrible. I mean, it would be, like, warm outside, especially if, like, you're in big costumes and stuff. But come on, if you're at a convention in the middle of summer and you know you're going to be outside in it, like, why would you wear the big, huge, bulky, like, oh, my God, costume for more than five minutes? I mean, that just seems, like, ridiculous to me. Yeah, especially outside. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but they have their main events outside, and it's like, that makes sense to me. Like, have the big main events outside because then you can, like, come in and out of the tent for, like, masquerades and, like, games and stuff. But Heck yeah. You know, they got it. they got the right idea when they decide to put their tent up. Yeah, and oh man, this last port con was so was so much fun. And, was it um, good? Yeah, it was. It was a it was a blast. I can't wait for next year. Um, our uh our hotel room overlooked the main events tent, so um, it it was kind of great. Like, I some people probably didn't like that they could hear the music and everything, but I I was loving it because they were playing all the like uh when they did like the um the Saturday night rave, they were uh, playing all the old, well, not old, uh, <laughs> well, well the, the, the younger generation would call it old, but to me, it's still, like, the music I've listened to in high school, where, like, uh, they were playing, uh, 
Butterfly, like all the DDR music. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So they're they're playing all that and Crazy Frog and all that stuff, and and I could hear it through the uh from the tent in our room, and me and my roommates were just like, oh heck yeah, we get to participate in the rave without going into the tent. So we're just having our we're having just our own little dance party, and we're just dancing all to all the rave music at like ten, eleven o'clock at night. Oh just, my god! The fact that like Porcon still has a rave. Yes. <laughs> Do they call it a rave or is it a dance? I think they call it a dance, but we all know it's a rave. It's a rave. It's a rave. <laughs> Especially since I saw like the uh, the raver goths, which I hadn't oh. seen in years. Yes, and thrown out from under the bridge. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, the Once- just don't see at conventions anymore, and the raver goths, like I just, I miss them. I do. T- I was so excited to see them, like just peering down from my hotel room, watching all the cosplayers and stuff. And I see Raver Goths, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Raver Goths in like ten years. They're still out there. Maybe that's where they all migrated to, Portland, Maine. Yeah, just that would make <laughs> sense. <laughs> Here we oh. see the wild, goth, the Ra- Raver Goth, just out there doing their industrial dances. This one seems to be doing a mating dance with its light sticks to attract the female species. <laughs> Let's watch. <Yeah. laughs> like National Geographics of conventions. That would be, that would be great. Ever. That would be the best cosplay ever. <laughs> Melissa, cosplay it with me. Didn't just go just go through conventions. Just We'll just like cosplay geographic and we'll make our own like like jackets. Because you know they always wore like the nice button-down suit jackets and we'd have like microphones with our own little like logo for like cosplayer geographic and we'll just like talk about scenarios as we see them that sounds great i have a camera i'll just follow around yeah yep <laughs> and we'll just like film it like from from the different potted plants in the hotel i'd buy them to watch you know I, i'm i'm down for this this sounds fun <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's happening. That feels like a Dragon Con costume if I've ever heard of one. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, I just, Dragon Con was this past weekend, right? It was, yeah. Uh, Patrick uh, was showing us a bunch of pictures and stuff because we, we got to meet up for a, a little bit the, the past week and was showing pictures of Dragon Con and just... It, it very much felt like there was somebody going around just being like, and here we see this cosplay and cosplay, and oh, here's some Doctor Who cosplayers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is. It's And then, well, of course he had to show you his Groot, too, right? Obviously. Oh, yeah, I've seen Groot. Yeah, the dancing Groot. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, and they might have seen it on the internet, because I feel like everybody on the internet saw it, back when yes. Guardians of the Galaxy came out, there was... Like, first came out. Yeah, like, first came out, there was a um, little like homemade potted dancing Groot um, that like danced around and it looked like Groot and everyone like lost their shit about it because it was so cool. And come to find out that was our dear friend Patrick and Svetlana's um, handiwork. Um, and because yep. of that tiny dancing little Groot guy, uh, our friend Patrick got to meet James Gunn at Dragon Con because he basically hunted him down and found him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so Patrick's claim to Look frame- at- Look at my dancing Groot. Okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, to his to his, you know, you know, total merit, I mean James Gunn freaking loved the damn thing. So yes. I mean and then, who didn't? Yeah, and then uh, apparently they released a dancing Groot like a couple of years later, and uh Patrick was telling me like it it was not great quality. He was like, Mine looks better. 
It did look his did look better. It still does look better. Like yeah. the only thing that kind of rivals his, and it doesn't dance though, are like the Funko Pop ones because they're so damn adorable. Like that's pretty much it though. His still I, dances. Yeah, I have um my sister got me a Groot like it is like a Groot pot. Or not like a pot. So it, it's like this little shallow pot that you could put like it, it came with cat grass. And the the most important part of it is the center is Groot. And it's just it's just a little plastic Groot. But I refuse to get rid of this thing, even though the pot is not good for growing anything. I refuse <laughs> to get rid of this Groot because I'm like, one day I will just get a bigger pot with a good plant that goes with Groot. And I'm just I'm gonna put the group pot in this bigger pot so I can actually grow stuff in it. 100%. But I've yet because but I've yet to find something because uh, it's kind of sizable. So I would need to get like a like a five or ten gallon pot for Groot to actually like be happy. <laughs> and, <laughs> Are you appeased, Groot? Are you yeah. happy now? <laughs> I need because I need to make Groot happy and I need to make the plants happy. And so far the plants have not been happy. Groot just is always happy. But I also got to find, like, the perfect plant to go with Groot. And that's, it's just, it has not been very high on my my list. But every time I, I do, like, a, a massive cleaning of any of my stuff, I'm like, do I keep Groot or do I let some fan find him at Savers? I'm keeping Groot. Yeah, he's staying. <laughs> it's funny. Yesterday came up. Um, my niece's birthday just passed. She just turned eight. But back when she was... Uh-huh. I think it was her first birthday. It had to have been her first birthday. Uh, they did like a Marvel theme for her first birthday party because that's how we are. That's how we roll. <laughs> like, not, not your typical, you know, first birthday, but we made, I made cupcakes and I made little group cookies and I shoved them into the cupcakes. Ha. And somewhere in like the masses of my things, I have like a tiny little Groot, like baby Groot um, cookie cutter to make cookies. That is and, great. Like, I just wish I could find it again because like the holidays are coming up and I can totally like, like, baby christmas groots you know yeah my uh my roommate has um portal they're like portal uh cookie cutouts nice and so for my uh my 21st birthday uh she made me portal cookies uh and she was like here i didn't get i didn't get you anything but i made you cookies i'm like that's just as good <laughs> that's fine <laughs> so, i am i am very easily uh swayed by food mm-hmm. and i was like friends when they go to like conventions or they go someplace and i'm just like get me a rock and they're like what i'm like i don't need shiny fancy things like i'll i like anything and they do they show yeah. up with like the most obscene like here's your rock i'm like yes <laughs> yeah, wow factor is important like oh. it doesn't have to be like if it's not going to be food make me make me like question life like give Mm -hmm. me something that is going to make me stop and think like what possessed this person to give me this thing (laughs) you're seven degrees you're just like okay how did we get here from what did i say did we get to this (laughs) (laughs) but then you put it on your shelf and you're like i love it yes (laughs) i'm obsessed with it (laughs) i have so many like little I have little knickknacks and things that I just refuse to get rid of. I just have a, a little shelf I'm looking at now that's got uh, so many random things. It's got a like a peacock feather, um, an amethyst stone, uh, jade elephant, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, there's a plastic goldfish. Like just so many random things that do not go together. But I'm just looking at it like yes, this shelf makes perfect sense. 
I'm sad because right now it's like my room, I have like the essentials in it. I just moved a couple months ago and a lot of my life is still living in a storage unit because we're in the midst of redoing um, my mom's house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we redo our house, like we'll have a sewing room that I can bring more stuff over that I'll have, you know, we'll, we'll both have more room. Hey. Um, so most of my knickknacks are sitting in like a box somewhere um, in the dark at the moment, which is kind of sad to think about. But, you know, I feel like I'm one of those people that feels like things have feelings. Same. <laughs> I just I do. I'm sorry. Like, I know that's silly. It's like I can definitely like give things away. No problem. But I feel like as long as the things are in my possession, they have some kind of like they have feelings. So <laughs> right now I'm looking at my room and I'm like, well, what do I have for knickknacks here right now? And I have all of my Funko Pops sitting in a box on the floor at the moment, but a couple of them are out. Um, like right now I have uh, Ghost, Tony, and uh, Morgan chilling on my bookshelf. Um, but speaking of Artist Alley things, I'm looking over at my bureau and I forgot when I emptied my um, jewelry chest out, I found some Artist Alley things uh, that I picked up because I always make sure whatever convention I go to, I try to buy at least a couple of things from Artist Alley because... Mm-hmm. I want to support the artists and it was several years ago now and I still have them but they're these little tiny peoples of like different characters from different movies and animes and things this person made and they're all made out of um clay and I have a Hellboy a Tony and a Loki oh that's cool and they're so damn cute like they don't have arms and they, <laughs> they basically have a head you know what they kind of look like they kind of look like little like chess pieces almost okay like because they're just heads and bodies they don't have arms and legs and stuff except the little hellboy has a cute little tail that wraps around his butt but i mean i know but it's like i found them the other day and i was like oh artist alley stuff and i swear to god i must have i think i saw her again for the first time in a million years at anime boston this year and i just the masses of people you can't get across the crowd sometimes Uh to like get to somebody again but i was like ah and it's like if I can remember what, like, because, you know, you collect cards, like the business cards. You guys always collect business cards. Heck and you yeah. always collect those business cards. You're like, I'm going to find you again on the internet. And I just, I don't remember what her name was. But if you're out there and you're looking <laughs> this, I-, I want more. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know what your Etsy shop is or nothing. <laughs> and I'm sad. Well, now I'm just sad. Oh, no, no, sad. I'm sad. They're so cute. I'll try to send you a picture of them. They're wicked cute. Maybe I'll recognize them by some miracle and go, hey, I know that person. Because they've also ventured to PortCon or something. Like, somebody help me out here. Yeah. That's that's just the tile for this episode. Like, have you seen this artist? <laughs> right. Oh, by the way, we also talk about somebody who gets, or some a convention where somebody got stabbed and, like, got put into lockdown. But who did this artwork? Yeah, right. The two focal points of this episode are who made D's and... You got stabbed <laughs> right here. <laughs> I, I was I was real worried that I, that story would not take up a, a whole lot of time, but we've been able to fill fill in the time with like so much other amazing topics. That's what happens. That's what the yes. show is. I tell you, it was funny last week's uh, guest Eric, who was talking about like we go through all of like his misfortunes of just wrong place, wrong time, opening mouth, inserting foot kind of situations. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's a good episode. You really should listen to it. <laughs> Everybody should listen to it. And uh, at the end of it, you're just like, wow, this was very therapeutic. And I was like, you know, who needs them fancy degrees? <laughs> I, I could totally be a good therapist. It's fine. I'm glad you feel better. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Melissa, thank you so much for emailing me this morning. This has been hilarious. I've enjoyed every second of it, as always. Thank um, you for having me. I oh my gosh. Anytime. I'll need to see if I have any other stories at some point. Oh, please. Anytime you've got something, you just send me those cryptic emails and you're in, kid. <laughs> and now, um, now it's just a goal that I, any email that I send you now, it's just, okay, how can I make this as cryptic or like eye-opening as possible? Like, this is yes, a goal please. now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to promote while you are here? Uh, I just finished the, uh, my... Vol- volume one of uh, my webcomic, Epic Chaos. So I just finished the like formatting it for print. So it is now at the printers and I am waiting for the proof and everything. So um, follow me online because I'll probably be opening up an online store soon so y- you can get the volume ones. Um, this book almost killed me. I'm so tired. Like I have, I have exactly one brain cell left and it is, it is trying its best to make me function. Run in circles. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just bouncing around in my head like the Windows save icon. <laughs> uh, floating like a, like a screensaver. <laughs> yes, that is my Amazing. brain right now. My one Amazing. brain cell. Love it. Um, you guys already know, I got a book for sale. Please go buy it. Uh, proceeds it- for it go to help a bunch of different organizations. Uh, it's called That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. And uh, I'm already working on a sequel right now. Um, my friend Ooh. actually told me last night that I sent her one of the best chapters I've ever written on anything. So I don't want to say it's going to be uh, better this time, but uh, that chapter definitely is going to win the internet. <laughs> Oh boy, I have I have that book. I read it. I loved it. I'm trying to oh get my, my roommates to read it. I did. Oh, it, I'm gonna need you to sign it. But yes, I can vouch. It's a good book. I enjoyed it greatly, and uh, it gave me the feels a couple of times. Oh yay! See, everybody loves a heartwarming story. <laughs> oh, not very heartwarming. Anyways, <laughs> uh, guys, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.